that sugar sweet You got what I need Sipping on the potion All that good emotion Just my kind of heat Keep it on me, peep Tested by the potion Love it, this the potion Sit back Relax and prepare yourself for yet another episode of the Filthy Casuals Crypto Podcast. A podcast where, no, you're not listening to an expert. Hell, you're not even listening to an adult who has his shit together. You're just chilling with a filthy casual crypto guy who's adventuring in the land of crypto, making all the mistakes so that you don't have to. That's right. Sit back, chill out, and let's get into another episode of the Filthy Casuals Crypto Podcast. Thanks for being here. Episode of the Filthy Casuals Crypto Podcast. Yeah, the podcast that is the most profane, but the least profound in the entire cryptoverse. Guys, thank you so much for coming back for another episode. I, I really want to do an episode that gets a little more technical, not too technical because I don't have the brain power for that or the knowledge really, but something that kind of dives into a aspect of the crypto world that I am currently investing in. I'm not encouraging you to invest in these. You know, this is not financial advice. Uh, Investing in in general is risky and investing in crypto is super fucking risky, right? But I told you on the last episode that I would get a little more technical and that I would really focus on something that's called nodes, N-O-D-E-S. So let's do that. Let's dive in. See if I can shed a little bit of light on what a node is. I'll give you a kind of a generalization of what it is, maybe a little technical here and there. Then you know, how it is that you partake in a node, a quote unquote node project, uh, how you get residuals from that, and then what I am in or what I am looking at for node projects, okay? So like the most generalized way for me uh, to explain a node is to kind of go over real quick the blockchain, right? One of the big revolutionary things about a blockchain, right? The biggest innovation, if you will, in this network is that it is in fact decentralized. You know, it, it works more as a public network Uh, You don't need permission to do things. There's no central authority over the blockchains. You know, that's one really attractive thing, especially as, you know, we move forward in society and governments really try to take a little more hold of every aspect of your life, whether they are beneficial to the public or, or not. You know, wherever you stand on that, really not my platform or position to say. However, as things become a little more controlled in the world, the idea of this decentralized network that can do multiple things, but mainly be like a financial institution that not one person has control of and they can't really see your assets to an extent. They can't track down the assets and tell who owns them. You know, that's a big attractive uh, feature of this whole network. So that network, the way it works is it's it relies on interconnected servers, right? That are placed all over the world, all over the internet, what have you. Whether they are in fact like hard servers, I guess, I don't know if that's a phrase, but what I'm referring to is like an actual computer or a processor in a shed or a building or what have you like a hard one or whether it's one that's in the cloud uh, where you maybe you uh, host a server and then like a cloud server you get one and then on that server you build your quote-unquote node right so the network is just a smattering of the servers that are all interconnected well 
these interconnected servers are in fact what we are going to call, or what we're going to call, what is called uh, the crypto nodes, okay? And these nodes, the way they work is they help with the storage of information on the blockchain, uh, the preservation, keeping it safe. You know, if one node goes down, you know, in, in for those of you who have a better understanding of this, this will make sense. And if you don't, I'll try to explain it with my small brain here. <laughs> you know, if a server goes down, in just a general uh, computer network, you know, that's that's a bad day. Like, shit's going wrong. You've lost information. You know, maybe, you know, terrible, terrible things, you know. Doomsday for that network, right? However, each of these individual nodes on the blockchain have a copy of all the information. They're responsible for the storage, the preservation of all the information. And then if you are trying to spread it, you know, then it can shoot it out. And, you know, maybe use a node from over here, or over there. And it just the nodes are the little individual servers that are all over the Internet, the world, whatever. And they're pretty much responsible for, like, the spreading of the blockchain data, the preservation of it, the storage of it. You know, and they're constantly letting this data out. They're sharing it. And the big deal is they're, they're sharing it. So if something happens on this node, it shares it to the network so that every node stays up to date with everything that's happening on the blockchain. Thus, if one node, five nodes, 100 nodes goes down... There's 100 more nodes that have all the same information. And by creating this interlocked network, that's how you get this decentralized kind of crypto network that works. The crypto network that works. Yeah, we're going to go with that. So, so that's the basic, right? So there's a lot of different types of nodes. I don't necessarily know that I need to go into them uh, because they get really, really, really technical and... I don't necessarily understand them enough to tell you about them, but I will tell you how I, as a high-risk gambler, also known as a crypto investor, uh, how I use them, I guess, uh, as a source of income, right? So these node projects come in various various flavors, I guess, because I can't think of another word. Uh, various models. There we go. That's a much better than flavor. <laughs> what flavor would a node be? What is a crypto flavor? A bit of Bitcoin. Um, so, or mint. Spear mint because you mint NFTs. No, that seems pretty good. I like that. So some node projects, you actually will need to have like a cloud server and then you spend your cryptocurrency of whatever network you're on or whatever cryptocurrency that they ask you to to build these nodes. You need a, a like a cloud server and then you host it. I'm sorry, maybe it's a, it's a yeah. And you host this node on one of these servers and now your node's there. So now you're paying these hosting fees and then if the node has any fees along with it, and then as they use your node, you get a kickback. Uh, one instance of this is something called pre, P-R-E, search. So what this is, is a company that is, has made a decentralized search engine, which is like the next step up, I would assume, from a thing like DuckDuckGo, right? Super private, nobody can really track your information because it's all decentralized shooting through all these nodes. And the way that you get your kickback is you create your pre-search node. And then however many you hold, right? I don't think there's different tiers of it. I think they just have one node and then you just can get as many as you want, I believe. So somebody searches, you know, most profane podcast in cryptocurrency. That would be us. And so it comes through the pre-search search engine and it shoots through these nodes. Now, if it shoots through your node, right? So... It goes through your node searching for information that's stored on your node or what, however the algorithm works, you get a little kickback of whatever their native token is. So that's one model. 
Then there's other models like one I'm in where I paid X amount of cryptocurrency for the node and it goes to the project. The project didn't use the said cryptocurrency and they're the ones that make the nodes and they hold the nodes. But as kind of the progenitor of it, you are given a kickback every day or every week or, or however it works. And in this instance, there's one I'm in called Thor Financial. You know, it's in a hell of a dip. It was at $200 a month ago, and I think it's at $35 now per coin, uh, which is a wicked-ass fall, right? Now, a lot of it made sense because they started crashing. So they started the same way that other node projects do, which is like a significant reward system per day, depending on the size of the node that you got. And in order to avoid a hefty tax, you had to wait a, a certain amount of time. And once that certain amount of time was met, you were able to claim your tokens with very little tax. So that happened and it crashed and then it crashed and well, I crashed. It, the price came down and then people were like, oh, the price is coming down. So they sold. And then that created this giant panic sell that started bringing the price way down really quick. And then we entered this market where everybody's already panic selling. So that just compounded and it's way down. So while it seems sad, I also managed to pick up three more nodes at a hell of a discount. I think I got one node um, for, so you need 12 and a half of their native token, which is Thor. And I got uh, $60 a token. And then I got it at $45 a token. And then I think I got it at like $39 a token. Uh, and I got three more nodes. So that's one project I'm in. I, I enjoy the community. I enjoy where they're going. There's a lot of bad press and good press both for it. You do your own research. If you feel secure, ignore them. Uh, and just keep following up with the news. If you decide at some point you don't like a project, then get out. Do your own research. There's a lot of people who are just uneducated and don't put in the time and decide that they're just going to join in the negative FUD when everybody else is because they want an immediate return and they want to make money and, and investing should only make money and you can never lose money in investing. And, you know, people are just silly. So so I'm invested in that one. There is another one and it's called Vapor Nodes. And you can create nodes. And I like them because they're locked in at a 1% reward of whatever you invest. And why I like that is because it's not a fluctuating reward. It's not so high that they're going to damage their ecosystem. But it's high enough to where you're rewarded for investing in it, right? And I think it's a great starter node. Now, again, this is called Vapor Nodes. Uh, another reason I think it's cool is because they, I guess reward would be the right way. There's a lot of benefits for not claiming your rewards. The longer you don't claim rewards or cash them out of the ecosystem, right? They starts at a level one and goes all the way up to a level three of bonus percentage that you get on a return as a reward. So like if you all promise 1%, but you don't claim for, I don't know, 20, 30 days, it might go up to one and a quarter or, or one and a half percent interest that you're getting on a daily basis. And that's really neat. But the biggest one for me, the reason I think it's so cool as a starter node is because A, the entry price is, is relatively cheap, and B, they have this cool compounding bonus for any nodes under a certain threshold. So if you start with, let's say, a thousand of their token, and that's it, which I did, you know, if I want to compound, so I'm not cashing my rewards out. I am compounding, so I'm taking the rewards that I could claim, let's say a hundred of their token, and I put it directly back in my node. So now my node, instead of having a thousand of the tokens, has 1100 of the tokens. And they give you a 25% bonus when you compound under a certain threshold. 
right? So they're not going to allow me to throw, you know, if I have 500,000 and I'm compounding some large amount every day, they're not going to give me 25% bonus on that. I'm already doing well, right? However, if I'm a small investor still trying to figure things out and I've only got X amount in there, it encourages me to not only not claim and then proceed to sell, which could affect the price, it encourages me to leave it there and don't touch it and just recompound it over and over again as I see fit in order to take advantages of all these bo these bonuses and benefits. And it helps me turn a small investment into a slightly larger one and then a larger and then a larger. So it's a really neat project that I think is great for people to jump into uh, if you want to explore the space. Again, I'm not telling you to. It's not financial advice. However, I am doing it. I've enjoyed it so far. Uh, in this Thor project and the Vapor Nodes project, I may try to explore another Nodes project. You know, I think Nodes even spill into these gamified yield farms because I think they're about to meet, if they haven't already, kind of where your NFTs that you can mint for the yield farms, which I might go into later, but they become like mini nodes. They take, and the way I'm saying that is they take the money that they make from the NFTs, they then create nodes, the project does, and then you get a kickback depending on maybe the rarity of your NFT or the amount of NFTs for the project you own, or maybe the NFTs start, they create these nodes, and then if you own an NFT, you start getting a native token in return, uh, which is where one of the projects I'm in is going, it's a really neat concept, the nodes are. However, I've seen a ton of rug pulls in this one because it's still a little difficult to be able to tell when a node system is legitimate or, you know, because a lot of them came out with really high rewards, very attractive, very lucrative for the people who got in in the first two to three months and then got out, made all their money back and more or what have you. And then they ran for the hills and the node project ends up failing because they're giving out all of their native token in just fistfuls to people who are running these nodes. And when the supply becomes great and the only thing to do with it is turn around and sell it for money, that doesn't really create a high price. The price usually ends up crashing. And then the project's unattractive. People stop making nodes. And some projects even are only your rewards only come from the money that more people put into it as they buy more nodes. So that's like a pyramid scheme, Ponzi scheme. So you got to watch out for that. You know, some of it is true. Some have like a little bit of that involved in there. As long as the majority of their tokenomics isn't rely on Ponzi, uh, the Ponzi setup, then I think it's a good safe bet. Uh, but do your own research and look into it. So I see nodes. The reason I wanted to do it is besides that little general introduction to what a node is and then the projects I'm in, what I, I kind of see them as long-term investments, right? Where if I find myself with more crypto sitting in my wallet and not necessarily working for me, how can I invest it in order to get the biggest benefit back? I feel as though taking the money and then investing it in these nodes and then just having them and letting them do their thing is kind of like the long-term investment and I can continue to compound them or I can start to get uh, the rewards off of there and use that as an income or use that to invest in other projects. You know, because you could have a wallet where you have a bunch of nodes Maybe they're making you a decent amount of rewards on the regular and you can use those to create a nice income. However, you're okay at the moment and at a long-term perspective, it's actually better for you to turn around and invest those rewards back into the project. So compound so that you slowly but surely build up to more nodes that create a bigger return and thus 
a better income, like a better passive income, right? Because once they're up there and act running, you may the only thing you may have to do is pay a fee or a hosting fee or a fee of the node project or what have you to get them going. You're not really actively doing anything. You don't really need to pay attention to them. You know, you can stay up to date on news of the project or the node system or what they're doing. And that's really all you have to do activity wise. And thus, I think it becomes more of a passive income, which is a great idea. So that's kind of where I'm at. I kind of use these nodes as my long term play. So I do my short term is when I'm buying these minting these NFT projects and ideally flipping them, you know, making 50 percent more if I'm lucky or, or even more than that if the project's really popular. Right. So I do that in the short term. The midterm is kind of what I'm doing with these gamified yield nodes where I mint the NFTs and then I proceed to use the NFTs in the yield farm ecosystem and generate their token, sell their token, invest the compound back into the game, maybe get more NFTs. And then when I see it maybe hits an all time high, then I turn around and I sell the NFTs or I sell the token and I make a good amount of money. And then I get out with not only my investment, but more. And then I set aside money to play the short term, play the midterm, and then anything over that, if I don't need to actually cash that out for income, I then take that and I invest in these nodes. You know, that's kind of where I'm at. That's kind of my game plan currently. It's kind of how I'm operating. Again, that doesn't necessarily play to what kind of investor you are, where you are monetarily, you know, and I'm not saying that this is what you should do. Again, this is not financial advice. I don't know how many times you're supposed to say that, but I just want to say it again just to be safe. However, that is how I'm playing the game right now, and that's how I'm doing it, and it's it's working for me. I Like we talked about in the last podcast, I'm at that point where I'm waiting on a project to launch that I have a lot of assets tied up into. And then all my quote-unquote excess of assets I put into nodes. Like I told you, I got three more of those Thor nodes. I got two more of those Vapor nodes. So I'm at two Vapor nodes, three Thor nodes, uh, and then I'm, you know... I'm, because I never think of a better word, I'm courting some other node projects. They have dropped their handkerchief and I'm returning it to them oh so promptly. Uh, and I've become, I've become, I've begun the courting process uh, of some other node projects to really kind of flesh it out. I don't know how hard I'm going to go into these node projects at the moment as I'm still learning about them. And I really want to do ample amounts of research because I really want to set up my crypto portfolio to where either it helps fund me in flipping and moving NFTs and maybe my node projects are my safe space. That's where stuff goes and just compounds and that's like my long-term play for wealth. And then I can use the dividends. I don't know if dividends is the right word. I'll just use the rewards that come off the top of it, right? And I use that to play in the space, flip NFTs, play the middle game, or maybe save up to do bigger NFT flips or be a part of more expensive projects or or maybe I just use it as an income, which isn't a bad idea. The more that uh, now that I'm on a month of not necessarily having an income, you know, so this is a really cool space to look at. I think nodes require a lot of research. Um, so I guess if I had to suggest it, if you want to explore the node space, if you kind of like the way that I'm set up, which is flipping NFTs in the short Using NFTs and being involved in some of these gamified yield farms in the middle and then using nodes as kind of a place to dump some uh, some assets as I acquire them for the long-term play, right? I would pick one node and kind of stay there for now because I think a node is going to require 
twice to be safe, twice as much research as these yield farms and these NFT projects. You know, obviously NFT projects and gamified yield farms are going to, you're going to need to do an ample amount of research, especially if you want to invest in them like for a longer term, you know, instead of just a short term flip, but to like a midterm being involved in it, you're going to want to learn the tokenomics of those and everything like that. So that's an ample amount of research. However, having a place that you want to dump your money to be your quote unquote long-term play, I think requires way more research and attention because you're kind of banking on that being your safe space where I can just dump money into that, uh, let it compound and not really worry about that until two, three, four months down the road, six months down the road when I really then need to reassess and kind of see what's going on and see where I need to go. So I really do think that it's going to require a lot of extra research and time. So that's kind of something you might want to look into like on the side. And what I mean by that is, so we, yeah, you're playing your short term. Maybe you're playing the midterm, both, maybe a little of both, maybe none, one or the other. And when you have a little bit of downtime, just look up node projects. You know, if you start at YouTube, find the one that's got the most content creators talking about it. Then look at it yourself. And the reason I say that is because these content creators at first, you have to sift through the content creators. There's some that only come out with the clickbait titles, right? Most of them do, but they're more of a clickbait creator. And what I mean by that is their YouTube channel is only about like, I'm getting a thousand percent on my return. You need to get in now. This is not financial advice, but you need to get in now, you know, and it only lasts for two months, which is fine for them because they got 150,000 views on their YouTube and they invested all this money into it and they got a huge return and now they can get out and that's okay. It didn't really affect them that much. Then they make another YouTube channel condemning the project about where they went wrong and why you should have thought twice before investing and how they may have been wrong even though they made all this money and they make more money off that. And then you have creators that actually dive into the node projects. They do AMAs, which are short for Ask Me Anything. I think that originated on Reddit, but they do AMAs with the creators of the projects or the developers of the projects or whatever the fuck, right? And they dig into it and they ask more questions and they, you know, and then they go over pros and cons and like a, an intro or an outro about what they thought. And they're a little more open about stuff and that they do a more of a deep dive. Uh, so those are the ones that I prefer. Uh, Your friend Andy is a good one. James Pelton is another one that I like. I like those guys. They really seem to do their research uh, on par with what I always preach about how much research you need to do. And then they go out and, since they're kind of coming to the surface as very informative content creators, developers of projects are a little more open to having AMAs with them and things like that. And I really enjoy content like that, you know, so I take that content into consideration. And even if I like everything I heard on an AMA or one of their videos that I just said, I don't just go into invest. I then go to the project and I do my own research. Such a big thing, you know, and if something makes me uneasy about it, then I don't do it. Even if everybody's saying to do it, and it'd be dumb not to do it. You know, they don't know what I'm playing with money-wise. They don't know how important it is that I don't lose it or or what have you. And I'd rather you be secure in an investment that only returns 10 or 15% than I would for you to be completely 
nervous and freaking out about investment that it returns 50%. I know that seems silly, but again, I take a big mental approach to this. If it's easier for you to sleep or it's easier for you to not freak out when the markets go up and down and are volatile as hell, you know, it's easier for you to sleep because you're more secure in the investments. You're very happy with them. You believe in the projects and the people and everything like that. I'd much rather you do that because your mental health, right? Especially in this day and age where you never know when another pandemic is coming. You never know when somebody's going to drop a bomb. So we've got all this external anxiety all over the fucking place. And it's wild. Not to mention if you're already necessarily, maybe you're not able to buy the things you want. Maybe your cars are falling apart. Your house is falling apart. You know, maybe your job sucks. Maybe this is supposed to be your way to generate wealth, to get out of shitty situations and change your life. And that's a lot of pressure. So do your own research, especially when it comes to these nodes. I want you to be very happy is a relative turn. I want you to be pleased with these node projects to a point to where if you decide they are your specific long-term play, you put your money there, you know, that's kind of like you're safe. So I want you to be secure with it because you'll be much happier that way. And I do think that you need to think about a long-term play with your crypto investments. While you could probably just flip NFTs all day, every day, you know, pay attention to a lot of things like that. It takes a lot of effort, a lot of mental effort, you know, and there'll be days when maybe you don't feel like it or maybe there's a week or two weeks or maybe you made a lot and you can just relax for a month or so. But all that crypto you've generated or wealth you've generated is just sitting in your wallet or maybe you've made it money and it's just sitting in your bank and you don't really have interest. You know, you're not really making anything on it. It's just sitting there. Um, so having nodes is a way to take some of that and have a long-term play that's generating wealth while you're not actively participating in the crypto space. That's kind of, in my head, that seems smart. And that's why I'm doing it. It might not be. Somebody out there might have a way better idea of what to do, whether it's staking the crypto in various ways or platforms. Maybe that's less risk, but still a uh, long-term play. You know, I don't know really. I haven't really played with that a lot. Uh, but nodes just really seem like they may be the way to go, especially if you can get on a node project that has, you know, we're selling nodes. This is our project. Okay, our whole idea is that once we have 200,000 nodes created, 300,000 nodes, it'll really allow us to have a secure decentralized network created. Then we're going to launch our decentralized bank. We're going to launch our decentralized healthcare program. We're going to launch our whatever the fuck, right? That would make it a very long-term play. And then the end game is something that consumed on mass by the digital ecosystem. You know, do research. If that's the way you want to go, then go there. So short-term, mid-term, long-term. And again, nodes are still relatively new because the blockchain is still new. And investing, quote-unquote, in a node, still a new thing, still very risky. You know, some projects can make it more riskier or less riskier, whatever feels comfortable for you. The reason I wanted to talk about a node and the reason why I kind of did that digress about I'd rather you be in a node that you're more confident in and, and more pleased with or happy with than a node that creates, you know, two or three times the return, but it's super fucking risky is because, again, I like to focus on where you are mental health wise with all the extra external pressures the world's putting on us right now. You know, I think I believe nodes could be the next, a good way, right? The next step for your portfolio as a long-term investment. 
Uh, I think it depends on definitely the node network. It depends on the project. However, I think that's where I think that's where a lot of my money is going to go for the long term. So far, it's been nice. I've been able to take the rewards off the top of these nodes, right, and use them to play the short term and the midterm, and then turn it into more nodes. So, you know, instead of letting my rewards sit there until I had enough, I took them, I invested in something. I made so much more that I was then able to turn into multiple more nodes. And now, you know, I'm compounding those. And if another project comes up that I think is just great, instead of compounding, I may then turn that into that project, hopefully multiply again, be able to pick up more nodes, you know, and repeat that process until I create a portfolio of nodes that create rewards on a daily basis, weekly, monthly basis that I could use as an income while I then flip NFTs. You know, that's kind of my long-term play and why I thought nodes were important to go over, especially if you're newer and you're kind of following this podcast as my adventure through it and you're learning while I'm learning. You know, I described that that's my, the way I'm going to attack the short, the mid, and then nodes for my long-term. And I really just wanted to shine the light on nodes in general because they seem to be an integral part of the blockchain which at this point, I don't see the blockchain or blockchain technology going anywhere, right? It's only developing further and being more widely accepted and adopted across all facets of life, earth, people's internet, you know, technology. Uh, so that's why I really wanted to dig into these nodes and tell you about kind of the different projects I'm in, kind of the different projects you'll find out there, you know, whether it's the one where you create the node and you host it on an online hosting server cloud deal, or you pay the money and then the project creates the node and you get dividends. Um, there's other node projects that are also kind of gamified, uh, which is really neat. I haven't found one that I <laughs> I believed in enough to invest. If I did, I tell you guys. However, that's really all I had to say about the cryptocurrency nodes and kind of what they are a very, very top level. You know, like I said, there's I think there's five or six different types of nodes that each have a more technical use uh, and are utilized in a different way. If you're into IT, you're into the digital space, dig into it. You know, I am not, so it's hard for me to understand. However, I do like to know a little bit so that when I'm assessing a node project, I can at least understand the white paper. I can understand what's going on. I think that that's a good place to reach I would highly encourage you to just, even if it's on a general level, similar to what I said, um, what I said is a good thing to kind of get you an idea, like start to understand the concept of a node. I still think you need so much more uh, research time to really wrap your mind around it before you go throwing money at it. Uh, however, that's why I felt nodes were important, you know, to explain to you where I'm at, kind of how I'm spacing out and attacking my portfolio why I think nodes are kind of a long-term play. I think they're here to stay for a while. Uh, I think they're not going anywhere. You know, finding nodes that are just starting out is much better. Obviously, you get in when they're you get in when the token's the cheapest, the node's the cheapest, it's giving out the highest rewards at the beginning, and then it evolves into something greater. You win. If it doesn't, you can still get out with your money back. That's why I really like them. And that's why I think they could be a really nice long-term play. I'm not telling you to do it. However, it is what I am doing. And then, you know, just to reinforce again, kind of that mental eye I kind of touched on with all the external pressures, do your research. I would rather you be happy with not just the node investment, right? But any NFT project or anything, I'd rather you be happier making a 20% return, a 30% return, 
instead of stressing out, sweating, freaking out, making a 50 or 60% return. I know that doesn't sound right. I'm telling you, you know, maybe it's safer for your mental state if you make less money. Uh, it's not really what I'm saying. I'm just, I'd rather you take more secure investments and be less stressed out about this wealth generation than going high risk, making, maybe you make a lot of money, but maybe you lose so big on some of them, right? Higher risk. Because again, all these external pressures uh, are just, we got enough shit on our plate, man. I don't know who's listening to this. If you're a millennial like me, we've been through like six into the world, three or four economic crashes. Houses have been the most expensive. They've been the cheapest. They've had the highest, uh, they've had the highest rate. They've had the lowest rate. Like we've been through some shit already, right? You know, and adding to that external anxiety, mm, I'm not on board with that, man. And I, I do think the mental strain of trading and, and wealth building is intense. And I think in the crypto space, it's more so because it's so volatile and, and risky. However, I really enjoy it. And I think if you approach it in an intelligent way, both uh, from a financial point of view and a, a emotional, mental point of view, I think you can do well. And that's, you know, I always end here on a mental note or a mental node, if you will. Uh, but I think it's important. So to summarize this whole thing, I like nodes. I think nodes are here to stay. They are an integral part of the blockchain. And we, we know the blockchain is here, right? We know it's staying. Various chains are coming and going. And then node projects are coming and going by the fistfuls. So do your research. Use YouTube. Find people you enjoy their content. And if they find something you like, you like the way they do an AMA, you like it, do your own research. Still, don't stop doing research, you know, and then find one you like. And if you want to go for it, go for it. Stay attached to it, you know. If you want to adopt the same kind of flow I do, short-term, mid-term, dump into a node. Short-term gain, mid-term gain, dump into a node. You know, if you want to do that, you know, if it, if you don't have quite the capital you can, and you manage to get a couple nodes, you can start taking the rewards from the nodes and then start the flow again, right? So we do short-term, mid-term, make a couple nodes, take the reward, short-term, mid-term, make more nodes, make more rewards, you know, and you can kind of go in that flow until your portfolio is the way you want it, which is kind of what I'm doing. I'm only about um, three weeks in on this and I went from one node and very little NFTs to I have like 20, or I have probably 20 NFTs and five, six nodes now, you know, and I'm, I'm cycling right now. I'm doing that flow and it's working for me. Now, it hasn't worked for me all the time. Prices have been going up and down. It's not as lucrative. Uh, but, and I've, you know, gone in on a project that didn't peak back up. It's still in a downturn. So I don't know where they're playing out. I'll let you know as soon as I know. Uh, however, uh, that was the idea for this episode, guys. I hope that I didn't ramble too much. I hope I kind of got across the point of what a note is generally, uh, why I think they're here to stay, why I like them as a long-term play, why I think they're cool for generating wealth, passive income, uh, not necessarily directly to your bank account, but then to either compound into more nodes or then start that flow we talked about. Um, so I really hope I was able to kind of narrate through why I'm doing it, why I like it. I wanted to just get the point across about what a node is in general. You know, it being kind of like those little, there are those little mini servers that are interconnected all over the blockchain, uh, helping with the decentralization of uh, the, the network as well as processing power and kind of giving some strength to the net blockchain networks. So that's what a node is. That's my thoughts on a node. That's why I like them. Thanks for sticking around and getting through yet another episode of the Filthy Casuals Crypto Podcast, the podcast that sits in a recliner at the intersection of life, NFTs, games, and crypto. Have a great day.
Hey guys, thanks for listening to another episode of the Filthy Casuals Crypto Podcast. I just wanted to say thank you and I wanted to ask that no matter what platform you're on, however the fuck you're listening to us or you're consuming our content, man, we really appreciate it. And I just hope that you can like it, share it, review it, whatever the hell, and just tell your friends about it, tell people you like about it. If you don't like the podcast, tell people you don't like about it. You know, any kind of action like that would really help us out. Have a great day, guys, and stay casual. Stay casual.